This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome back to You Should Watch, a genre TV recap podcast. I'm Joe Lipset, and I'm joined as always by Sheree Bohannon. Hey, Joe. Hey. Hey, Sheree. Tell you what, I've just pulled up in this minivan. Why don't you hop in? Because we are talking. That was terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're talking about Black Summer season one, episode two, Drive. And the joke is that this episode takes place almost entirely within a minivan. Which, I mean, we were complimenting the claustrophobia of Barbara's moment in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And apparently the powers that be were like, what if we gave them an hour of that? And yeah. it loses some of the effect for me. <laughs> okay, I'm glad that you said it because part of me thought, all right, this is the show doing another sort of novel experiment, right? You know, parts of this were really effective. Other parts became incredibly monotonous. And I just really wanted them to do something other than circle the block. Listen, gas is not endless. I don't care what kind of apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And also, like it, it's frustrating because like that last segment of the first episode where the acting's on point, the writing is doing the thing, but it's just it's not being told in a way that makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a little disappointed because I could have taken this concept in a shorter version. If this mm-hmm. episode had been maybe 15 minutes shorter, if we had only exclusively focused on Barb's son and new character William, who is played by Sal Velez Jr., he's the guy who punched the car hijacker in the face and took Barb's car. And then, of course, she was still in it. Son climbed in at the end of the last episode. And they spend most of this episode just driving around I would have been fine if this was shorter Mm -hmm. and we were getting a little bit more character development. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really feel like we learned too, too much about anyone. And well, I mean, let's put it this way, Sheree. You called it last episode when you said, I need some of these people to die because Barb (laughs) is through the windshield and dead by the end of this episode. That was my favorite part because, again, (laughs) don't get me wrong, great acting, great acting, um, great writing, but like Mm -hmm. it got, it got stale being in the car forever and just sort of doubling down on what we know about these people. Like we know Sun is brave. And so, of course, she's the one that's going to try and like fix the tire, even though we know this is going to be a zombie chase in a second. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, We know Barb seems to need other people to lead for her. So she's not going to even move to the front seat again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we know that we have, was it William? Yes. And we know William is the kind of person who is being pushed to the limits, but is trying to be a good person in this world. And so Mm -hmm. getting that for 40 minutes while they sort of drive around was like, okay, but what next? But what next? And so, when Barb went through the windshield, I finally sat forward. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely the most exciting moment of the episode because as exciting slash interesting as it is to have this black truck follow them along for most of the episode, I kept wondering why it wasn't making its move. So when it finally does... I thought to myself, okay, good, here we go, here we go. But then this chase goes on for too long. And honestly, I just, yeah, you know, if the whole point is to get them to stop so that we can take their gas, I thought, well, why are we doing a high speed chase right now? 
also, if you ruin the car, you're not going to get gas out of it if it's on fire. So, like, mm-hmm. questions, comments, and concerns, Joe. I <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I want it more. And we got a glimpse at Rose and Spears. Spears, Lance, and Ryan. Yeah, we got a couple of glimpses at them, but also we didn't advance with any of that character plot. It was just kind of like, they're still here. Very much so. Yeah, we get this harrowing moment where they see a man and a woman get attacked and then the man leaves the woman just like the first episode. The man leaves the woman so that she can die in turn. And then I did like that she chases after him (laughs) after that. And then the only other moment we really see is a mother and a teenage daughter in a car and Rose goes to check on them and they warn her off because the mother has a gun and she looks admittedly a little bit loony because of course this world is garbage fire Mm -hmm. and then later on we see the car driving by and it's just the teenage daughter and three men and i thought oh boy this series really knows how to give us micro bites of sheer horror like that moment with the family with the bags over their heads in the first episode this moment and then they're just done and you're like that person's story is horrible. At least we're not following them. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me, it makes me wonder if, because I know they got two seasons and I feel like it's canceled, but I, again, I'm not Googled. It is. Yeah. So two and done. We're 16 episodes. This is number two. Okay. Cause it makes me wonder if it had gone on or maybe in season two, we will get this. If we follow some of these like really horrifying situations we're walking in on or walking by, because There's Mm -hmm. just so many where somebody has to actually matter become part of the plot. Right. And the show clearly loves to divide this into chapters or character titles, because in this episode alone, we've got Nature Show, Bicycle, The Others, Follower, and then finally Last Stop. So in some ways, it almost feels literary, like we're dividing this up into chapters and we're giving you little bits and pieces. The problem is, is that the whole, like the sum total isn't as great as some of these individual pieces. 100%. I'm happy you brought that up because that's one of my notes is that it feels like we're reading one of those books and like, it's like a little bitty series. So like, here's mm-hmm. another like little novella and the next coming out next month, but we're right. not waiting next month. We're waiting two seconds. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Was it the jump from bicycle to the others or the others to follower where we start ramming each other with the cars and we're like new chapter and we go back to ramming each other with the cars. I'm like, that's just mm-hmm. extra girl. You could have just, you could have just kept going. <laughs> yeah. And this is one of those things where I didn't do enough research to know if this aired somewhere else before. I always thought that this was a Netflix property and maybe it wasn't because i couldn't tell if these are commercial breaks and that's why we were dividing them up in this way i hope so but i also assumed it was just a netflix original Mm -hmm. but again they don't advertise their original stuff so how would we ever know for sure (laughs) (laughs) we would have to go on the wikipedia page and neither one of us are prepared to do that for fear of being spoiled yeah so we'll find out when it's up um and that's the way it's meant to be (laughs) Yes, or if you're listening to this, I mean, the reality is we've probably recorded most of the episodes by the time you're hearing this. But just in case, feel free to let us know politely on social media. Yes, Uh, (laughs) because it feels it feels like they did not know they were going to a streamer and they don't have to worry about this. Right. Yeah, definitely not planning for a binge model. Which is weird because it it feels like a binge show. So I have so many questions. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to Google when we're done. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I love the idea of we're going to binge and then we will Google after the fact. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of William? Because as we said, we're spending most of this episode with three characters in a car and William is the only new character that really gets introduced in this episode. I'm I'm pro William. Again, I think we okay. have a lot of people, so I'm happy we are taking one and getting rid of one. <laughs> um mm-hmm. to balance those It's scales. a give and take kind of show. Right? I'm here for that. Balance the scales, keep it new, keep it exciting. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think that him and son are a fun duo. I think that right. they're gonna make sure the other one makes it out of here. Mm-hmm. They were definitely the two to watch because again, Barb was not long for this world. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> we all sort of clocked that when she was like pulling over for the rando who was very sus. Um, right. <laughs> I was like, she's not going to make it far. Uh, well, it's interesting that you say that because I thought in this episode, because we were spending so much more screen time with her, we were starting to unpack a little bit more about her. You know, I like that moment where she tries to put on airs for William saying, you know what, I, I can handle myself. We just need to get to the stadium. And I know people I've got connections. And part of me thought, oh, she's grandstanding. She's yep. trying to make sure that this strange man doesn't throw her to the side of the road to the literal zombies. But the other part of me thought, you know what? Good for you, Barb. You're standing up for yourself because in the first episode, she just got out of the car. She didn't She didn't try to fight for it. I feel like, and we don't get to like know this for sure, but from what she's given us about her husband and things, I feel like Barb is one of those ladies who sort of is a product of the time she was born. And mm-hmm. so she just sort of like fell into the, this is what the wife does role. And so right. now that the zombies have cleared her home, <laughs> she's having to try I, and remember who she could have been and who she could have and should have done. Yeah. I did like those moments where they talked about their first encounters with the zombies. And she said, yeah, you know, I just saw one get stuck in a fence and I never really had to deal with it. So that was my experience. I thought. <laughs> Okay, good. We're learning that you're religious and you lived a very sheltered life. Right? Which is why I was like, one or two more episodes with Barb Max. And they were like, no, this is their last. I'm like, okay. That works too. <laughs> Barb and those 18 pieces of jewelry. Her <laughs> Yes. She took every piece of jewelry in her home. And I, I'm not mad at her. <laughs> every gold bracelet she could find. Wouldn't it be funny if... Somewhere down the line, we get some kind of weird backstory, and we suddenly realize that she was some kind of jewel thief. (laughs) I would love that. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Barb. You could do this. I would love that because it's a zombie show. So there is the trope that has to happen where somebody's not as they appear. Mm -hmm. And the people that we are looking at, we already know. And so that's boring. So there has to be somebody else who's not like the others. Right. Well, the interesting thing is that Barb is the first of our quote-unquote main characters to bite it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the actress is out of the mix because it's not like we killed her. So at the end of the episode when William and Son end up with the three people from the black truck in this diner, hypothetically, zombie Barb could be outside. She could be. Like, and I would love to see zombie Barb with the bracelets clanging <laughs> coming <after them. laughs> that's how you know she's coming the bracelets are banging together <laughs> i'd watch that episode i would i would yes i would watch it too <laughs> <laughs> the most decorated zombie barbara <laughs> oh, gosh so speaking of jewelry we also learn a little bit about son's backstory not a ton because this show really does not care about deep characterization they really don't and it's wild, huh? 
they also did this thing that I hate and I, I get probably why they're doing this effect, but I don't like that. It's just like speaks Korean. I like to know mm. what she's saying. Yeah, I'm the only thing I can think of for this is that it's a creative decision on their part. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's nothing worse than someone speaking a foreign language. Like we got this in the White Lotus too. It would just be like, speaks Italian. You're just like, no, they're they're saying fucking words. I get that this is a show intended for English speaking audiences. But at the same time, unless the point is so that we don't know what they're saying. But even then, it it feels weirdly like xenophobic. Yes. Yes. I always feel this when it happens because I get the characters that don't know what the person's saying, but the audience mm-hmm. should be able to get it so we could be frustrated with her. Um, and right now, we're just kind of like, I feel like she's upset. And I, mm-hmm. I hate when shows <laughs> do this because it always is just like, well, either you know another language or you don't. Good day. And it's like, but they're saying something and when they're saying something, it's important. So I want to know what it is. Yeah, I feel like Lost was the only show that really earned this because so much of uh, Kim and Son's journey was about how she had secretly been learning English all along because she planned to leave her abusive husband and so on. Like it actually fed into the characters and who they were. And this definitely feels like, oh, well, these other people don't understand her. So you don't understand her and you just have to infer based on her gestures and reactions. I, again, I really wish that she was pretending she doesn't speak English because Mm. that is something that people would try and like use against her to be like, well, we could talk about her in front of her openly as opposed to us just being like, I don't know what she said. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we ever reunite her with Ryan because, you know, as we said, Ryan is a deaf character. We don't get anything from him in this episode he's just a member of the foursome and they have maybe a minute of screen time in here but i'm interested to see how we handle the quote-unquote language barrier between the two like we've very consciously split the two people who don't speak english or don't speak at all into the two different groups so it feels like the show is wanting to play a little bit with communication and language and so on but at this point yeah it's a it's a minor red flag where i'm just going to be keeping my eye on it yeah and i i also hope they reconnect because i i liked seeing how they communicated without Mm -hmm. understand each other because right again when things are going down there are certain things that we all understand like we are running I'm screaming. Let's go. You don't mm-hmm. really need like somebody to interpret those things. And so I I love that they had each other and I hope that they get to have each other again because I don't know how I feel about them being lost in some of their groups. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I feel like Sun and William are fine, but I'm not sure about Ryan and everybody in that party because we still don't know them. And so I'm just worried. Right. Yeah, they were very much out in the open <laughs> at the mercy of everyone. <laughs> Right? They were just kind of like, come and get us. (laughs) (laughs) It's delivery, not DiGiorno. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. A couple of these characters are going to be DiGiorno for sure, for sure. Listen, they look like plant food to me. Um... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how much more I have to say about this episode. I guess the only other thing that I, I thought it was horrible and then i laughed and then i felt horrible about myself was the moment where we pulled down a back alley to get away from the truck 
and this pair of of hikers come up and they beg to be let in. And it's this moment that tells us a little bit about William, right? Where he is a nice guy to Sun and Barb, but it's because they're already inside the car. He's taken on as much responsibility as he can. And you can tell that Barb wants to let these two people in, but she says nothing because she's a follower. And the part that I laughed is when they start to pull away and the woman's like, I'll suck your dick. (laughs) And I was like, that's really funny. And then I was like, no, this is horrifying because these two people are about to die. I also laugh, but I also would not let them into the car because again, William saved these two people. And I think that's why he's like, I'm going to trust them to not turn on me. (laughs) Mm hmm. But these randos in the alley could be anybody. They could be part of the truck situation. They could be other people who want to, like, rob them. Mm-hmm. And so I, too, would be like, no, also stop drawing attention to us. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is the wild thing about this show. I don't know if we're going to learn that the zombies are attracted to something different than other properties. But people are frequently just yelling and making a bunch of noise. Like, even in that first episode where the army is constantly yelling out at people, I just thought maybe the zombies aren't attracted by voices in this world because these people are doing nothing to disguise where they are. I I would not find out because I would be, as Jazz says, I would be like the G in lasagna. I would be silent. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'd be making noise in any kind of an apocalypse. I don't care. <laughs> no. I wouldn't be leaving these houses. Like, I recognize that it's probably a dire situation for things like food and water. Obviously, there's no electricity. But at the same time, I'd just be hunkering down. I don't know how mobile I would be. I certainly would not be having high-speed chases up and down suburban streets. Oh, hell no. Like, when I did creep out for food and alcohol, it would be specified times, and it would be very quiet. Like, it would basically be our same plan for surviving from. Just bunkered Mm -hmm. down, boarded up, alcohol going to sleep at 2 p.m. I was going to say, you and I would be at the bar and we would be, you know, just kind of willing the days away in Margaritaville. Listen, and you know what? We would have the best apocalypse that way. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Or or we would die very quickly because we would only have booze. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, some booze is wheat, some is barley. I feel like it's basically a stew. I think we'll be good for so long. There we go. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, do you have any other thoughts on Drive? No, it's it's kind of frustrating because it's not bad, but it's not great. <laughs> so I'm just kind of like, I, I'm still here. I still want to know more, but also maybe mm-hmm. we could have done this a different way. Yeah, I mean, we've looked ahead at the episode runtimes later on, and we know the last couple of episodes are shorter, like around 30 minutes, just under 30 minutes. I think this episode could have been in that ballpark. Agreed. Agreed. Because again, for all the reasons we pointed out, it it's just kind of, uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just is. It's not a bad episode, but yeah, I mean, especially if I was waiting week to week, as you folks maybe at home are doing with us as you wait for these new episodes to drop, I would probably be frustrated with this episode. Exactly. It feels like back in the olden times when we had 20, 22 episodes, and this would be like mm-hmm. a middle episode, and you're like, right. oh. Look. Yeah, ooh, episode 15, not much happened. Yeah, it feels like a holdover. It's just like, we gotta wait till the back half shows up. But I'm like, this is your second episode. You should still be trying to wow me. You should still be trying to seduce me. Mm-hmm. Or it should be a reintroduction of these characters, this premise, this world, and it kind of does that, but also only with half the cast. 
So I, I have to assume next episode, we're going to be back with the other group. Same, which makes me sad because I do want to know what happens to these five in this building because they were fighting, which is why we are in danger mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> and so can't trust them. And I think that's more exciting now, but we just gave them so much time. It doesn't make sense to stay with them. And I hate that. Yeah, it it will be wild when we come back to the storyline, whether it's a little bit in the next episode, or we have to wait a whole episode. But I'm excited to see how William and son handle these other people who basically were trying to kill them or rob them or both, and are now stuck in a tiny little diner with them. Right? All right. Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out next and maybe we'll have to wait. But uh, until then, Sheree, if people want to talk about high speed chases with you, how would they get in touch? You can find me at Miss Sheree on Twitter, Instagram, most of the things. And where can they find you, Joe? I can be reached at B stole my remote and that's the letter B. And you can get both of us at you should underscore watch. So if you want to reach both Sheree and I, that's the way to do so. And we will also thank the Anatomy of a Screen Pod Squad Network for hosting the show. So Sheree, we will be back for episode three. But uh, until then, I don't know. Don't drive faster to try to put out the back of your flaming minivan. <laughs> Friends don't let friends drive in high-speed chases during an apocalypse. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. The Anatomy of a Scream, Pod Squad.